Scouting the cities back with another one, with a banger. It's Scout Mason with AK Gray today, an artist, a musician, a rapper from Minnesota, originally from Invergrove Heights, now lives in St. Paul, and he's on the Scouting the City podcast today. I called him a grinder in this episode because he is. I have noticed his grind because I followed him from my friend Cy, great videographer and producer, because Cy produced for AK, and I started following AK, and I noticed he is really trying hard, um, you know, putting out a lot of content and a lot of music, already five projects out since 2021, a very talented dude as well, and I really enjoyed talking to him. And as you know, in these intros, I try to tell a little story about myself that kind of connects with this episode. So, you know, I, I like to bring musicians, artists on this podcast. This is only the second, but there will be more. Of course, first ever episode with the gentleman from Three Leaf. Gotta love Isaac and Jacob. Um, and now we got AK. Um, but I, I, I love bringing artists on because that's kind of my background, right? I am from Raleigh, North Carolina, as you've heard many times on this podcast. And in Raleigh, uh, my senior year of high school, I was bored. But I was really into the music scene in Raleigh, in North Carolina. And so I decided, hey, I'm going to start a music blog called Raleigh Raps. I have, you know, a little thing for alliteration. Good names also. Scouting the Cities and Raleigh Raps. I feel like that's two for two on good names. Raleigh Raps, less so because it didn't encompass, it wasn't all rap music, right? Because there were a lot of talented artists from Raleigh, from North Carolina. It also wasn't all of Raleigh, right? There wasn't just Raleigh. But I started this music blog um, at the end of my senior year because I was bored um, around 2019, probably December, I think, was the first article I wrote was, uh, was about Boyfriend by Macho, a phenomenal song that should have a billion plays, but it doesn't. I, it broke a million this year, I believe. Um, but there were all these talented artists in North Carolina I was interested in because I got introduced to them through um, a gentleman in my high school named Marco. Uh, it goes by Marco Luca, a very talented artist that I sat next to in health class. He's doing very successful things with his band, Weston Estate, touring, and will be in Minneapolis July 1st. I will be there, and you should be too, because Weston Estate is super talented. And Marco got me into this sort of local music scene because we talked about music every day in health class because we weren't talking about the birds and the bees. We were talking about the rally rappers. Um, <laughs> no, so we... we you know, we talked about music a lot and I started to pay attention to his own music and then he started to work with people. Um, he started to work with a lot of different artists in the area um, and then that introduced me to a lot of artists in the area and I said, okay, I'm going to write about these dudes because I'm bored, I got nothing else to do, um, I'm done applying to colleges and what whatnot. So I started this music blog and, you know, I, I watched a lot of guys really succeed together. Um, 2018, 2019 was a very crazy year for North Carolina, hip hop, R&B, rap. Like it was awesome to see. There were tons of tons of talented artists um, that were coming out. Curtis Waters, one of them. Um, fun fact, I was the first person to write about the song Stunnin' and I said it was going to blow up and then it did blow up. 
Um, I guess I kind of called it like whatever, but yeah, there's Curtis Waters, Marco uh, Weston Estate, who you know, like I said, they're killing it. Um, you had Kevin Powers, who's headlining a, a tour now, I believe, or maybe already headlined a YSB Trill, who's headlining his own tour, just announced it a few days ago. Um, you had Les the Genius, Zach Kokus, Jackson Free, who's now writing for one of the top country artists. Um, you know, uh, around Kane Brown, um, uh, uh, one of the top country albums of the year, I believe it was last year, uh, Jackson Free wrote a lot of those songs. He's also writing for plenty of other people. He's really killing it. I'm, I'm so excited about him. But um, And then Sonny Miles, super, super talented individual. I cannot overstate how talented Sonny Miles is, and you need to listen to him. His songs are just masterpieces. He just um, was an opener on, on someone's tour. Super excited to see that, and he looked like he was having so much fun. He's such a great performer as well. Um, and there are plenty of other guys, producers, Nick Nash, Cash Paradox, um, and, of course, there's so many, so many artists that I'm going to be forgetting. Um, and it was just really cool because all these guys started working together. So, you know, YSB Trill was making songs with you know, Jackson Free, oh, there's YSB Eli as well, Marco was in there, Masho, a legend in his own right who's dropping music soon. Um, there's there's just so much talent that was going on, and I got to follow along with it. It was super cool and, and super awesome to see. Um, I, I wrote a ton of articles during this time about, you know, a spew of different artists. I interviewed artists as well. Um, I tried to post on social media. I, I was not a pro at social media at the time. I still don't think I am now. Always learning, right? But it was just a fun opportunity. So yeah, my background was kind of in that music sense. So I would love to get more artists on this podcast as well. There are going to be more artists, uh, without a doubt. Of course, we like hearing from a bunch of interesting people. You know, when I came to college, you know, the last two years, I kind of strayed away from finding cool people and interesting people and these artists and, and this, you know, underground music scene I've just been missing. And this underground music scene in Minneapolis and St. Paul is is super talented as well. Um, and I, you know, hope that we can see all of them go up together as well like I did in, in Raleigh. Um, I, I, I think that there's potential for that. And I think AK Gray is one of the very, very talented artists um, from here in the city. You'll, you'll hear him talk about uh, working in the city with other artists as well as working with artists down across the globe because you can, right? Like you just DM someone on Instagram and there you go. So, you know, seeing all these small artists come up together is super cool. Um, but yeah, that's the Raleigh Raps lore. Um, and today we got AK Gray, talented musician. You should give him a listen. The story for today is how he came to be. So AK Gray, scouting the cities. Let's roll it. Okay. AK Gray from St. Paul. Yes. Live here now, but where are you from? Uh, from Invergrove Heights, uh, Minnesota. Uh, grew up there my entire childhood and then moved here to St. Paul kind of right now and that's where we're at. Yeah. So, um, growing up in Invergrove Heights, right? You come here to University of St. Thomas. Um, and I've noticed you started doing music like 2020 or at least posting on Spotify, right? right? Or at least what, what's on Spotify now. Yeah. So when did you start doing that? Back in back home or? Yeah. So um, I got into music at a very early age. I was always surrounded by it. Um, my brother kind of put me onto a lot of music and as well as my friends, we were just like 
grew up and influenced by music a lot. So I started producing. Um, started with like Garage Band. You know how it yeah, is. Yeah, uh, of course. I had a laptop and like didn't know what I was doing, but started there, kind of just figuring things out, making fun beats. They were horrible at the time, but uh, you thought they were good, right? And progressively got better at it and. Uh, I would just make beats for me and my friends to freestyle on. I mean, we would always look up beats freestyle on. I'm like, might as well make something, you know, rap on and stuff. So, um, did that for a while. Uh, further down the road, um, realized a lot of people were making music in the area. And I was so uh, into music at the time. I'm like, well, I could do this as well. I'm already making the music, like the beat portion of it. Might as well try and record myself and uh, started doing that same process. Really bad at the beginning, mm. but like you could always see the concept there, which I thought, um, even though I thought it was good then, it looking back, it really wasn't that great. And uh, there's always that like concept there, that that potential yeah, that yeah. I knew there could be something in the future. So um, me and my buddy uh, took this career development class at uh, School of Environmental Studies in Apple Valley, and that was a music production class. So it was kind of sweet. We went there, and it was uh, the interface was Logic Pro, so that's the software they were using, uh, the DAW, and we had already known how to make beats and stuff. So like, kind of all the assignments were like very light work for us, and they had uh, all this professional studio equipment and. Basically, we get our daily assignment done, first mm. 10 minutes of class, and then just go mess around in, like, the super nice studio. So that was a great opportunity to, like, expand with, like, sounds and kind of just have, like, creative freedom with professional um, studio equipment. equipment. Yeah. So that was sweet. Uh, we were able to, like, make a lot of really cool so songs back then. And like I said, like, we weren't the greatest back then, but the potential was always there. Yeah. So growing up there was tight. Um just me and, like, my um, pretty tight uh, clique of friends and kind of hung out, skateboarded a bunch, like, little kid stuff. Kind of just hung out, made music, listened to music. Yeah, so was that app? You said it was an Apple Valley, the, like, class. Yeah. So was that, like, a who, – who was in the class with you? Uh, it was other people um, taking a career development course. I mean, there was an engineering one at another school as well as, like – there was a business program yeah. and we love music so we're like yeah it's totally something we could see ourselves doing so we um went into there not really knowing what to expect yeah. just music production class and we did that uh it was a great time like i said we kind of had it unlocked um coming into the place just all the assignments were kind of like um pretty easy yeah basic uh entry level knowledge on logic pro so uh we were able to kind of do whatever out, yeah. in the studio yeah it's pretty sweet um just other people in the class i guess yeah just other people wanted to take the class a lot of them weren't as advanced because mm -hmm. they didn't make music prior to the classroom uh but it's cool there was one assignment that i remember uh we were assigned it was called um like we had to write a music analysis every week so we select a song and then kind of digest it yeah and say like i like the snare pattern on this, um, the synths here, the reverb on this uh, artist's vocals are great, whatever, or I don't like this part of it, and kind of just dissect songs. And that was actually really helpful 
uh, it got kind of tedious uh, after a while. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm like, we gotta do another yeah, yeah, music yeah, yeah. review, but it was pretty sweet. Uh, and and going into music, you kind of uh can never look at music the same way again. And like, I'm sure you know that with like videography, oh for sure, like for watching sure. like TV shows, movies, and you're like. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, that was that like not a good edit right there. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, they could have done better here. Or yeah. like, you know, you're just overanalyzing everything. So part of me would like to be back in that blissful. Yeah, like you don't I'm know like, anything. I don't even know. This is just like a sweet song, whatever. Um, now every time you hear like a, a bad 808, you're like, God damn, what's yeah. he doing, man? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, also in the same light, I kind of like the raw, authentic sound because that's mm-hmm. uh, how me and my uh, artist friends came up uh, at like a very low entry level and you could you could still see the potential in it but it wasn't uh, necessarily polished yet yeah so yeah so yeah just getting it figured all out and I'm sure like using that equipment just like being honestly just having to go to that class what what was it like once a w- twice a week or like yeah it was uh, every day just oh second, really yeah second half of class so um, like we'd have our whole school day and then last two periods, which is pretty pretty big chunk of class time. So um yeah, spent a lot of like it was junior and senior year of high school. Oh, that's so awesome. So for that whole last two years of high school, we would just be grinding out music in the studio, pumping out song every day. Mm-hmm. Like uh I would cook up at home on my laptop, <clears throat> bring the beat, the beat I cooked up the night prior and um my homie Tim, who I make a lot of music with, I grew up with him. Uh, that's my boy, and we would just lock in on the studio and yeah. like, try and see what we can come up with. That's awesome. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure, like, just being having to go there every day and using, like, you just get so used to it. Also, were you recording vocals at that time at all? Yeah. So going into um, SCS, like, initially, like I said, I kind of started making beats uh, for other people and like for us to just mess around on but um right around that time when we started taking that class we were just surrounded by all these crazy microphones and equipment that I'm like might as well like pick it up I knew how to write and I wrote like quite a bit just making beats and everything I had like one like downfall or not I wouldn't say it's a downfall it's kind of a um kind of sets me apart of current artists now because I've locked it in a little more but I did a lot of like tongue twister rhymes mm-hmm. where it's like I, I would write too many syllables, too many rhyme schemes within one bar. And it was like almost all the time impossible to actually like perform it yeah. with like my skill level of rapping. But after like practicing and getting better at it and writing more like, I don't know, easier flowing words. I mean, I kind of never stopped that. I just got better at yeah. like uh, actually performing the lyrics. So uh that was something I had to take on and like figure out how I'm going to be this like lyrical or like have these rhyme schemes, but also make it flow well and sound good and sit on the beat. Yeah. Find your own sound. I mean, it's hard to like get in front of a mic and figure it out. Right. Yeah. It takes some time and, and no, no one figures it out on time one, unless you're, you know, naturally born with it. Right. Exactly. (laughs) But, um, so how have you like kind of found your sound now? Like from, from, first getting on the mic then you, you kind of talk about you're trying too hard with what like lyrical spherical mirror yeah. <laughs> you know like that yeah, type that of thing um but now how how have you like you know looked back and kind of narrowed it down to find your own style yeah so i'd say like in a sense the style hasn't changed but it definitely has changed yeah. over time 
I just took that root concept and morphed it into what I am today. So back then it was a lot of like lyrical rapping. Uh, Tim, like I mentioned, put me on to like a lot of um, lyrical music, MF Doom, like Mad Villainy and like a lot of, uh, and from there I listened to, um, well, prior to that, my brother put me on to like Gucci Mane, Waka Flocka, like yeah. uh, Future, Chief Keef, kind of like trap artists, Travis Scott, Kanye West. So I was listening to that as well as like more lyrical people, Flatbush Zombies, um, Pro Era, Joey Badass, kind of kind of a big... Uh, Everyone, yeah. Yeah, and like just a lot of musical influences that I was taking in at the time. <clears throat> and um, I was really like like kind of against like the mumble rapping kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. So my idea was to go in with as much powerful lyrics as possible. And uh from that I kind of just morphed it into more aggressive style rapping. Uh I listened to a lot of like X, Ski Mask, Wi Fi, Rob Banks, Craig Zen, like yeah. Southern Florida, uh underground music, Suicide Boys, Puya, like like um, what well, uh, like twenty eighteen, twenty yeah. like tw- I guess that was what, twenty seventeen when yeah. they were all like really popping off. Yeah, probably like, like members only was huge. Exactly. So I kinda took a lot of that influence and that's where like the aggressive style uh I'd say came from. We're always listening to that type of music, just hard yeah. hitting like eight oh eights, like I was making those type of types of beats as well because I'm like, how do I make a beat? Well, take the music yeah. that I listen to, try to make try something to, similar. Yeah, replicate and it. I'm like, okay, now I take my own style of rap and putting uh, put it on this type of music. And then um, recently I've tapped into more uh, melodic sounding music. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of like dove more into the hop on a beat, freestyle it, and then like see what that comes out and like, Kind of go from there. Yeah, kind of like um, lower my conscientiousness when going into the studio and kind of just let whatever comes out, comes out. Yeah. So I can have that aspect of melodic, kind of like free-spirited music. But at the same time, I do take a lot of time and write lyrics out for certain songs. Mm -hmm. So I have quite a mix of different songs. I'm trying to lock in and just see what music I can create um graduating last week has been like wonderful for me yeah. in the past week i made uh 10 songs already and then like i said we just took a trip to colorado so we filmed for a lot of those songs out there and i'm excited to get in a lot of videos for that and yeah so my sound um trying to think it's it's it, hard it, to put a label on it yeah one thing i did uh which was like kind of a spin-off of hyper pop uh i called it hyper trap and uh just pitched up vocals high energy hard rapping kind of that like dirty south um yeah yeah like trap hard hitting funk uh type of instrumentals and i'm just like going really hard on it so those ones i was i was writing lyrics like trying my best to bring like the most energy in my performance and but yeah. then there's even some like songs where you just kind of like flow yeah, on, exactly. like like too high is kind of like that. But yeah. if you could like name a few artists that like um, you could compare to yourself, I guess for just the last album, right. um, wh- who who would it be? 
Yeah, so Arte, the last album, um, I actually just dropped an EP called Techne, which was almost like a deluxe to Arte, I'd say. And that one was more of just that whole track or whole EP was just freestyle, um, just going with the flow kind of. Uh, Arte had quite a mix. I'd say like it's a lot of that like <clears throat> an element of that new rage style, Playboy yeah. Cardi, like Yeet, Can Can, like those type of artists, Summers, uh, kind of like their beats, but still my like lyrical mm-hmm. um, writing on top of those beats and like high energy. I don't know. It's difficult. Uh, I have like, like I mentioned, growing up listening to so many artists, all of those have just like influenced me. I mean, even outside of uh, hip hop and rap, like Death Grips, like there was a point in time where we were listening to like only Vaporwave, like Blake Banshee while we went out and skateboarded like 2014, whatever it was, that whole wave, uh, Nirvana, like a lot of rock music and uh, the new Arte album, I guess I describe it as like a lot of um, synthy beats and like very like, not not necessarily repetitive, but kind of like earworm type of like synth loops in mm-hmm. your ears. That's that's kind of the vibe I was going for, and then just bringing whatever uh, vocals sounded right on those specific beats. Because I had a lot of uh, hard hitting beats that I was bringing a lot more energy. But like you mentioned, the intro track "Too High," produced by Sai. Shout out Sai. Yeah. And um, that one was all just freestyle. I mean, I was just repeating "Too High." Up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Um, yeah, a little mix of things. That kind of uh it's probably my biggest project up to date. Yeah. It was complete. I think it was 12 songs and then I had just an instrumental track right at the end there that I produced. What I thought was really fun about the album was that, you know, I don't want to like it all sounds the same, not like that, yeah. but like it each song has its own flair to it. Like it it sounds the same in a um continuity way. Yeah, like it sweet. continues very well and but it's not like I'm bored listening yeah. to it. That's what I that's what I'm trying to say. Um so I guess like did you think about that while you were producing this album? Yeah, so um honestly like initially no. And a lot of my music gets pumped out pretty like very free frequently and very like I make this song and it gets done like that night and I'm like I'm ready to upload it. And I work that way simply because I see a lot of my artist friends sit on music and then revise, 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 and never end up putting it out because yeah. you're always going to be progressing. You're always going to be making more better music and content. So I'm like, why not just drop it right now? And this is like a point in my life that I can look back on and be like, yeah, like that's where I was at that time. Now I'm way better making this song. So even before in our early like uh, music that was released, I look back and I'm like, yeah, it wasn't the best mix. It wasn't the best beat, whatever. But the concept was there. The potential was there. Mm-hmm. If I never dropped that, I would have nothing to look back on and be like, dang, I came a long way. Uh, for Arate, it was a little different story, though. Um, this one, I did take a decent amount of time. I mean, the most time I've taken on almost any like album yeah. or project I've done. Uh, I just had finished Bird Face 2, which is uh, the sequel EP to my first um, Bird Face EP. And that was like 
kind of like a spinoff of Scarface. I was like AK Montana and like um, just filmed that video, that whole video in uh, Banff, Canada in Glacier National Park in Montana. Came back. I think the first track uh, I recorded on that was Talk to Me with Knockstar. And um, that's my homie too. Noah, uh, yeah, he's been my homie since like high school you mm -hmm. know and we've always made music together and basically we just hopped on a beat and kind of freestyled that song and that was like the beginning of kind of a new sound for me it was more of the melodic like less of uh like if you look at my bird face tapes it's all like just like bars hard hitting like super aggressive type of songs and uh yeah this one was like all right Arate's it's gonna be something new and um made that song, made a few other songs, and over the course of, like, maybe a month or two, we kind of got a collection of songs that I'm like, these are solid, and these can fit in a project. <clears throat> so, uh, to to an extent, I did plan to have it sound, like, cohesive, mm -hmm. but at the same time, um, I didn't initially start with the end goal of being like, this is going to be Arate, a 12-track project that yeah. all sounds like this. I kind of just made music, and then, like, it just fell in my lap. And I'm like, all right, sweet, <laughs> these sound great. And then um, behind that was the merch, uh, similar to this. And I think the imagery helped a lot because um, I released the song, I Don't Really Need Shit. Um, mm -hmm. Sorry, I don't know if I can No, no, that. that's fine, no. Uh, so... I released that as I made that a freestyle. Uh, it was very freestyle, very mumble rappy. Mm -hmm. Exactly what I like despise starting yeah, yeah, yeah. music. But you've turned into your greatest yeah. enemy or whatever. I mean, I kind of figured it out too, and I understand why people enjoy it so much. It's just like it's fun. One, it's fun. Two, it's very like relatable. Oftentimes, you're like, I can't even understand what bro's saying. He's like rapping at like however many. Yeah beats per minute like like yeah. i get why people don't like that version of my music and then so anyway i i drop uh i don't really need shit on instagram uh i was in rome visiting my sister she was studying there abroad so i just did a, a quick trip over there and um that was really cool italy was so beautiful and i got a lot of really co cool footage of the scenery out there and i was at the vatican and I was like, I literally asked my mom just to take an iPhone video of me mm. walking down these columns. And I was like, I don't know. I just want a video. And, like, had her film that. And uh, I got home with the footage. Uh, I was editing videos for a different EP I made called Earworm. And uh, that was kind of just a one-off EP I did, uh, similar to, like, Hyper Trap. I made a lot of music. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. So... I just had that extra video and I was messing around with um, stable diffusion. So uh, artificial intelli mm -hmm. intelligence, um, like video editing and gets a, gets a bad rap oftentimes. And like, there's a lot of apps that make like very poor quality, like AI videos. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, did AI do this? <laughs> Can AI? And I'm like, it's, it's not like a yeah. TikTok app. So like it's code and, um, it's publicly available code and i like tell people this all the time you can take the time to research stable diffusion and uh look into it it's very interesting it just might not be the thing you want to do um it's a very tedious process just as any other video editing is yeah. but um 
it, it's definitely just it's a new tool for creatives and if you can use it the right way and make cool content out of it like i don't see the problem with it i think people get um wrapped up in the whole like politics behind uh, AI, yeah. artificial intelligence yeah. like replacing creatives yeah like, you can do it much more efficiently whatever whatever have like your or opinion AI can on just it. help creatives right exactly <laughs> why can't it just be that yeah i mean like and i totally feel it like if somebody's taking hours on hours making a beautiful piece of mm -hmm. uh like artwork a painting and then like you just have mid-journey generate yeah uh a photo that's like 10 times better or I mean, it's subjective, but yeah, I totally understand and have your opinion on it, whatever that may be. But anyway, I dropped this. I'm, I turned myself into some like Greek God statues yeah, yeah. like um, and that got a lot of traction just as an Instagram reel. I used um, that song. I don't really need shit. It wasn't released. It was a throwaway song. I, w I had no plans on releasing it, actually, which is like very uncommon for me. I'm like, if I'm taking the time to make a musical piece or any sort of content, I'm going to get it to the point where it's finished mm -hmm. and get it to the point where it can be released to the public so other people other than me can appreciate it. Um, and that's kind of like always my mentality. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to throw this over just like a random song. It's just going to be a loop video. And I posted that and it did great. And I was like, all right, well, that's got to go on. Now it's, now it's there. Yeah. And it was like, because... Um, yeah, I got quite a bit of hype. It's one of, like, my higher-played uh, songs now. So that definitely influenced the overall vibe of the album and uh, helped me create more of that, like, laid-back, chill-sounding music. Um, but I also had to show people, like, what I can do lyrically yeah. and my energy. So those songs are, like, Cottonmouth, Venom, um, No Hope. I got a feature from my boy in Iowa. Er, ohio i believe his name's soap and he's killing it man he's making a lot of great content and uh we've been meaning to work with each other for some time he hit me up over instagram and uh we talked about songs in the past and just never kind of got to it mm -hmm. i feel like we're just kind of on our own thing just as many uh, other artists are uh just focusing on their own craft but i sent him a text i was like yo bro i got this song you'd be perfect for i need like a gas feature for this uh album and like you're the person to hop on this beat i know you can kill it dude sent it back within like a few hours and it was like such a good verse i was really hyped on that and how that uh came up um so yeah overall concepts of rsa it's just like you know that um like i said like a lot of the beats are very synthy very earworm like um but also i splashed in an element of my like core like style of music and yeah. kind of like morphed it with the modern kind of rage style. I thought the style of the project as a whole, along with what you dropped, like you're talking about the AI, like video and everything you like kind of had that throughout everything that you posted with it. Yeah. Um, and it matched so perfectly with the it, sound I thought. Um, so I guess like, how did you find that style as well as like the album cover, even like yeah. the album cover, like it all like kind of made sense for everything. So how did you like kind of curate all the stuff that went with the music to make it kind of make sense? Yeah. So, um, honestly, like I say this a lot kind of sarcastically, but I never actually intend to do anything that yeah. happens and it kind of just works out. 
how it happens and i'm like this is how it's supposed to be um which is a good mentality but also like has its downfalls like you gotta you gotta plan to some degree and be like this is an idea i can shoot for but you also can't be upset when you don't meet those expectations um my idea behind arte was like i said kind of like a free-spirited like hop on like do your freestyle songs and stuff uh on these like new wave kind of beats but bring my own touch to it and uh the cover art was made by me um I think the initial photo I started with was an AI generated image of like it's like a in the prompt was like inverted uh solar eclipse like in the sky like something crazy and um it came out like pretty cool and then like I was like okay I can edit this throw it in photoshop do some stuff on it and then I'm like all right I need to be in the middle of it um my original like uh inspiration for that was an old album I made called somewhere in the sky and uh that's just like I'm kind of floating in the middle of like an eclipse and I got wings and uh so I kind of wanted to keep that uh vibe going throughout my cover art and if you look back at all my cover art like it's got like a relatively like similar vibe throughout it all I either have like the really hard like uh, bird face style like cover arts or like I'm floating in the sky somewhere yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) like that's kind of like the idea like head in the clouds kind of um the little Uzi kind of like yeah just like vibing like I don't know um keeping that same like type of style and yeah I just edited that up I cropped out a photo of me um I don't know where the photo is from, put some wings on myself and then like made it like edited it all up, made it look super tight. But, um, it's funny that you mentioned like everything almost related back to that same, like throughout everything I was posting had that like same vibe that like the original reel Mm -hmm. of, I don't really need shit, uh, kind of had in like my roommate, um, Knockstar. He was even saying, he's like, bro, you know what it is? You know what makes this album so good? He's like, it's not the sound. He's like, he's like, the sound's great, but it's not the sound. It's not that merch. It's not that cover art. He's like, it's literally the like statues, like yeah. the videos, like, and I'm like, dang. I'm like, you're kind of right. I'm like, this whole time, like, we've been putting out content and like, totally isn't. It's not even RT. It's not like, it's literally the image people see and then like perceive with the music which is like a great thing um and it's cool that people can like uh like access the music through like what they see I don't think I really had necessarily a name for myself or any sort of buzz prior to putting out visual content and even more so when I started doing live shows there was nothing to put a face to so there's nothing for them to relate to now when i'm posting videos i think it's a lot easier for people to one in like a day and age with like very short attention span like um like tiktok instagram whatever it may be everyone wants to see something stimulating so if it's just a photo of like your soundcloud link and nobody's gonna like click on it yeah. unless it's like a great song and they're like wow i need to hear whatever this is more likely than not, they're going to be on a TikTok video and they're going to be like, I like this song. I want to use it for my TikTok or whatever the case may be. But um, I thought that was hype. Uh, that video was an accident as well. Like I was just messing around. That was like my first video mm. using that local stable diffusion model. 
and um trying to see like how it works uh and it turned out pretty well people liked it yeah and i just posted it randomly with the throwaway song and people liked the song as well maybe just because of the video maybe the song was like actually better than i expected but I, I love that song. I, yeah, yeah. That was that was one of the like ads to the playlist. Um, listening to the album. Sweet. Man. Um, so you are like kind of a grinder. Um, you post <laughs> a lot, like in a yeah. great way. Like, thank you. I post a lot too, right? But, yeah. <laughs> um, like you post a lot. You like you're doing. You you make merch. You have albums. You know, you're making music on top of all this that you release pretty quickly as well. Um, I don't know where does that come from. Um. I don't know. I have a I have a good work ethic. I I like to get the content out as soon as possible. Like I mentioned, I don't like to sit on music. Otherwise, it kind of just dissipates after a while. You don't get back to it. Um, revision, revision, revision. Up until the point you're like, I'm making better music now. This old stuff sounds outdated. I'm not even gonna release it. So I like to get the content out as soon as possible. I don't I don't know where the like work ethic comes from. I like I just love it. Yeah. Honestly, um the music, the videos. I didn't start doing videos till about um 2020, like you mentioned like uh my newer stuff and it's it's kind of crazy. I I had like one video before. I've always like making music um I had a few videos filmed by other people and we're like, yeah, let's get a video together, whatever, whatever. And none of them just ended up uh, coming out or the person didn't want to edit it or like, you know, it just fell through. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to take this into my own hands kind of and like try and get something together. Uh, so we went on a spring break trip to South Dakota and just me and my buddies and people are like, how are you doing all these trips? Whatever, whatever. I'm like, Find a cheap Airbnb, find like four dudes that you're like chilling with, four homies, and literally just like go there, maybe even camp, but like get some groceries and like stay there. And you can see some of the most beautiful, spectacular places in the United States. It's like the coolest thing you can do. And like it's difficult to find people who are down for it, but if you got yourself some buddies that are down to go on a trip, do it. Like yeah. that's the move completely. And I love nature. I love capturing nature and, like, filming. So we were out there, uh, filmed some B-roll footage, and I kind of just put it to an instrumental uh, beat that I produced. And I threw that up on YouTube. That was, like, my first little, like, edit on, like, um, Final Cut Pro. Mm. And then moving on, I filmed, like, my very first, like, videos, like, my first, like, track uh, that, like, is on Spotify, Apple, like that stuff. It's called uh, TLTT. It's too lit, too turnt. And it's kind of just like a chant song. Like, I'm lit, I'm too lit. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so posted that. And like after that, I was like, wow, I can do this. I can really like make this happen. And like I said, I love it so much. It's all I'm like, I'm embedded in like the music, the videography, the brand, everything to do with it. I just love like leveling up, seeing what I can do next kind of and yeah, so it's super important to have like that I uh, you said it earlier like a face to a name, right? Exactly. Like like um music videos are so crucial cuz like I I whenever I think of like 
or whenever I'm listening to a song, or I, I listen to a song more if the music video, video is really good. Just recently, like, you know the song Strike um, by Lil Yachty? The, the, the I got Strike Like I Missed It. Strike. It blew up on TikTok. Like, okay. his sister posted, like, a video and leaked it. But anyway, a lyric, they, they, he did a Lyrical Lemonade video with it. Uh, you know Lyrical Lemonade, yeah, like Cole Bennett? Yeah. Um, and that music video... Masterpiece. I love it so much. Like yeah, it is it is amazing. Show. And I I didn't really like the song at first, but I kept coming back to the music video because I liked it so much. And now I love the song. Like it'll be stuck in my head. Like that stuff is so important. And I feel like when I see your stuff, I think of like the hey, I like the switching heads and stuff and like yeah. that vibe, especially for the for the new album and everything. Um so I think that like I mean, you know, just what you said, like that like kind of culminates everything. Um so and then like merch and everything how did you like get into doing that stuff so um like i said with the brand i don't know just like kind of everything accumulated over time i had the music like the very root of it was the music i loved music growing up with it started making beats started rapping on my beats started making more music um started doing videos for music i got attention from other producers um and then I started working with other producers. One notably, uh, like, point in my career, uh, Eli, uh, E3, hit me up. Uh, he's a producer. He produced all of Birdface 1, Birdface 2, and Birdface 3 is coming out soon. So uh, that's going to be really tight. Uh, he locked in with me. He's from Miami um, or Florida. And uh talked to him over the phone quite a bit. He's like, yo, I mess with uh this video you just posted more that name to like face kind of thing he actually saw me doing something and like i I hit him up prior like i was following him i'm like these beats are hard bro like send me me something whatever whatever and um he posted one crazy beat and i was like dude i'm like i'm like let me buy this right now or whatever and he's like ah he's like i'm gonna have to give it uh to somebody else because um he works with a lot of very talented like successful artists like fuck it um like he's worked with like a lot of like established artists yeah. like and i'm just kind of like this ram guy from minnesota yeah yeah, yeah. And, like i even talked to him on the phone he's like bro no way you're from minnesota like <laughs> he's like that's like <laughs> middle of nowhere uh he's like that's just like crazy to me but anyway um worked with him and that kind of birthed the new sound it got me he ended up giving me the beat and i was like yo i gotta go crazy on this <laughs> beat like he actually gave it to me so that was uh that song was called feral flow it's the first song on Birdface one and uh i don't know i just like spit on it it was like very lyrical like hard-hitting song and um released that got in that mode uh and i was like getting traction from that first Birdface video is the first thing that i like filmed with like a 360 camera like drone footage out in nature like the first video we were out in a desert in utah it looked like look like Egypt or like Saudi Arabia or like some crazy um, setting. And uh, that traction gave me like uh, more confidence to like go further, I guess, uh, simply put. And I just kept going with that. And around that time, I was like, I had the cover art, which was like a Scarface ripoff kind of. So it was like me in the classic Scarface split like uh the black cover and white. Art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so my merch idea was make split uh black and white t-shirts and mm. then put the cover on the back um 
And so I got a bunch of black and white t-shirts and started cutting them up. Um, my grandmother, uh, she moved here from what is now M North Macedonia. It used to be Yugoslavia when like before everything happened. Uh, but she came here to the U.S. and she opened up her own tailor shop. So she's a tailor. And mm -hmm. um, I was like, yo, uh, Baba, <laughs> that's what we call her, uh, which means grandma in Macedonian. I'm like, Baba, can you help me out with some T-shirts? And uh, so I went over to her tailor shop and uh, I had her uh, help me out with sewing together black and white T-shirts. And we, we just made a bunch of T-shirts. And um, I started making those. People were hyped on that. And like that whole imagery was behind the bird face just as like the statues and kind of like Greek God, like uh, in the sky type of vibe is for Arate. That whole vibe was with uh, bird face and uh, that was the whole vibe and imagery during that era. And fast forward a bunch of projects later, Arate, uh, I'm working with, so everything was made by hand. I made a bunch of like the split tees. I made a bunch of like uh, horned hats and like uh, just whatever. I thought, I think like fashion and designing uh, clothing is really cool. I'm hyped on like a lot of clothing and stuff. And like, mm -hmm. obviously if you're in a video, you gotta be like a rapper and like, wearing a bunch yeah, of you gotta be sweet wearing nice clothes stuff. Yeah. and stuff and like so i'm like i think a lot of designing stuff is cool and like might as well make your own clothes too yeah. so i got a bunch of like split shorts customized hats and like stuff like that i just think overall brand is like fun to like keep developing yeah. uh but with arte i finally um worked with a professional manufacturer for the first time mm -hmm. so that took a big load off uh i worked with them to get in the Arte merch as well as this Technage merch. And it's kind of like, like sun washed or like snow washed. Yeah. Like yeah. Jesus fit kind of like oversized. I don't know. It's kind of tight. And like, I liked working on everything by hand, but, um, this was definitely nice to get, give a little bit of freedom to have a little better quality and like more access to yeah. like material and stuff like that. Like, I, I basically just designed the mock-up and then ordered uh, the T-shirts in bulk. Yeah. Then set it up to my website, so. Definitely took some time <laughs> off your hand, right? Yeah, totally. I uh, mean, obviously still had to design the artwork and then design the merch for it. And, like, but before I would yeah. have been making the merch yeah. myself, so. Yeah. You getting everyone involved. You had your mom record the the video. Yeah. Your your grandma on the, on the original merch. Totally, dude. Mm -hmm. uh, my sister filmed... Uh, the video of me, A.K. Darko, in front of, like, Leaning Tower of Pisa when I was out there visiting her. And, like, my buddies, I'm like, they probably hate me by now. I'm like, yo, <laughs> can you just get a video real quick? I'm going to go jump on these, like, rocks on the side of this mountain. They're like, sure, bro, whatever. But once they see the product, they're very hyped yeah. on it. So, like, I'm like, look it, this is what you filmed, bro. And, like, obviously I did a lot of post-production editing, but my girlfriend filmed me in uh, Mexico. We went for a little bit, and I was like, all right, I'm going to walk down this boulevard. Can you film me? And, like, that was uh, cotton mouth. And I did a lot of, like, AI video on that. Um, 4K was another one of those videos she recorded for. We were ripping up on some ATVs and, like, I don't know, a lot of cool stuff. I, I just like to get a lot of scenery, a lot of crazy stuff going and, like, make it look cool. Like, yeah, it's fun. And just, like, add the music with it. So 
I mean, taking that step to have like a bunch of post your face, you know, all the time and everything and even going out and filming in public, like you got to have some confidence for that. Have you always had that confidence or does it help to have like your friends be supporting you, your family? Yeah, uh, it definitely helps to have people supporting you. There's no doubt, like within everything you do, it's great to have people supporting. But um, I think I always kind of had the confidence. I think I like since a young age, I thought I was going to do some sort of like acting or like, I don't know. Something like I did like a little bit of like theater stuff, but like I was never good at it. I always I always wanted to go off script <laughs> and like <laughs> just mess around. And, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't and your really teachers did not like that, I'm sure. Nah, and like um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of had like an extrovert uh, personality type, but like I'm also very introverted at the same time. Just like I feel like everybody's like that in this generation. Yeah. They're like, well, I'm very extroverted with the people I like. Like, I don't like a lot of people, though. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. Um, I do have quite a bit of confidence. Uh, I don't think you can judge your confidence based off of, like, what you receive on, like, social media. Like, we were talking about, like, yeah. plays and um, views a little bit uh, before this. Like, uh, like TikTok is, like, yeah. the only algorithm I really haven't, like, tapped into. And it seems like the easiest one. It's like people are getting millions I know, right? of like views, <laughs> millions of streams. That's how people are blowing up. Like some artists were unknown until TikTok, and I'm like, how can I not get more than a hundred like yeah. s- views or streams? My stuff's sitting TikTok. at two fifty every video. I'm like, yeah. come on, man. It just seems like like the default. Like I don't know. There's got to be some some sort of algorithm you can get into, but um, you can't base success off of that. I mean, like. It's completely subjective. I could say I'm successful right now just because of what I've created in the past. But uh, I don't know. You get a lot of hate as you climb up. But for every one like hate comment, there's going to be 10 people saying, yo, this is crazy. So that's definitely supportive. Helps boost confidence. But let me tell you, when you're the one editing your own videos, <laughs> you're like, you know, you're your number one crit- critic. Yeah. Like, both mixing and mastering like my vocals i hear every like small little, little like thing, detail yeah. it's even worse video i'm like i look so dumb in this mm-hmm. shot like i'm just like looking very stupid um editing it and like i don't know it you kind of gotta humiliate yourself a little bit as an artist and like face humility to be able to get anywhere for real well i i mean i know exactly what you mean editing your own video i gotta edit this thing and i'm gonna be i'm gonna be yelling at the computer like scout why why are you doing that right now (laughs) you look so stupid um but uh so you edit all these videos right you're doing all this um and then on top of it you're doing live shows um or or at least you've been doing live shows right also a part of that confidence getting up on stage but how do you how do you get into that because i mean a lot of artists that's their last step is doing live shows but you've kind of done it while you're growing yeah totally and that's um i'd say that's the step that i'm really like trying to get more embedded into and uh that's where i've seen the most growth too because it's like a live show you can see the real person making the real music you're like wow that's actually not just a person on tiktok it's like I can see him physically, whatever. Um, how did I get into that? Um, I did a few house shows just being like, yo, we're having a party tonight. We're performing. Uh, me and my buddy Tim back in high school, we had like like a homecoming party and like uh, another just random party. Uh, 
and just perform there and like got our name out a little bit uh people just show up to see us perform like what do these guys know about music whatever uh it was fun though we did a lot of house shows um moving on in college we did a a show with kairos uh Mm -hmm. lucas lorenz uh kind of took things on with that and uh set it up for us pretty well and we did a frat show at sigma moo at the u of m and that was really fun we had a lot of people turn out for that um then further down the line we did something at treasury and uh like i said stuff is in the works right now i got a show coming up june 17th uh it's called the freak show uh with self same and uh, a few other talented artists from minneapolis i'm yet to meet most of them but i'm sure it's going to be a great great show there are a lot of talented artists and from what they've posted on social media it looks like it's going to be a pretty turned up show a lot of mosh pits and like getting hyped up um as for confidence in live shows uh i feel like like you said it's kind of like the last step for artists i feel like i'm so how do i explain this i'm very like uh back from where i should be not in like any entitled way Mm -hmm. of saying but i'm making very like professional level content at a very local level yeah so when i'm posting videos of me running around with drone footage in the desert and like it looks very professional and like it's just me people are like like i even had comments it's like editing way too good for the artist and i'm like well i edited the video too so thanks yeah Yeah. (laughs) and like um for the shows it's kind of like i've been like born to do this for a minute so when i get up on those shows it's like this is just like second nature i'm finally able to actually like present and like show my work that i've been working for like so hard yeah so like kind of in like a final step live performances i get up there and i'm like ready for it i have like no fear going up i mean obviously there's like some anxiety and oh what if i like mess up whatever whatever it doesn't really matter that much when people are getting like lit up in a crowd um if you if you miss a few bars here and there as long as you bring good energy and good performance um i'm pretty good at that just going to like my first show i went to was uh xxx temptation in like 2017 and i had never been to a concert Mm -hmm. prior to that and we just went there it was at the myth i don't think the myth does hip-hop shows anymore but um that was crazy we were just like so teed up like moshing and like i was like what is this and like since then i went to a lot of underground like hip-hop shows and like I know how to work a mosh pit. So yeah. now that I'm performing, it's just like I'm part of the crowd. And yeah. like that connection is unreal, especially like everything I've worked for up until that point where I can finally present it in front of people and people can get hype, feel the energy in real time. It's sweet. So Yeah, I'm sure you've been able to like pick and choose what you want from like seeing other con or seeing other artists like perform totally like yeah. like okay like i see like i remember because i was a huge x fan too like yeah. back in the day and i remember watching his shows it looked like so much fun and he like could control for sure like i'm sure that was like unreal experience oh yeah yeah he had a crazy stage presence it was wild well, he just like had presence to him i feel like yeah, he just like totally. yeah every time i i like saw like videos of him pictures of him it was like yeah, I respect that dude. Like <laughs> yeah. there wasn't an, another option. Um, so 
and then you're working with all these artists doing these shows as well and yeah. like other people in the community how would you describe the minneapolis twin cities i guess um music scene like and and working with them as well yeah for sure um i've been pretty locked in my own zone up until uh recent couple months actually uh I think like a little bit of buzz to my name has helped me open more doors to work with other people. I've known Kairos um, for a couple of years now and like we've made a few songs together and um, worked, but uh, it's, it's always difficult getting uh, projects done with a lot of people. It's like everybody has their own schedules. It's, it's difficult to link up. And if you're not in the same vicinity, most of your recording time, it's, kind of unlikely that you're going to get um a lot of stuff out and <clears throat> this is a problem with a lot of my friends and a lot of my artist friends it's just like we can never find time to like lock in and actually yeah. uh uh get this music out but it's been great everybody that i've worked with um like i said kairos we got a song we got a really cool video we've done two shows together that's been great um Knockstar, my homie noah uh, he's my roommate as well. We're always working on music. He's helped a lot with um, mixing and mastering. So that's another thing um, has helped me like a little bit of a load off. I mean, I work with him, but he's got a lot of um, presets and software that I don't have. And we record a lot together. And uh, I think it's just a balance of kind of giving a, a little bit of creative freedom um, in order to uh take off a little pressure if mm -hmm. if that makes sense like it's that balance so like like i said like or we've been talking about i kind of do a lot of the stuff on my own in no like cocky way at all but like i kind of do everything mm -hmm. like i everything related to the brand and it's difficult for me to give up that creative freedom to let somebody else take on that because it might not be specifically what i want or whatever but nobody can do everything by themselves and yeah. it's great to have a team and that's kind of what i'm working towards right now just getting people on board and like working and making beautiful content and like getting more talented people in the studio and like giving them some positive peer pressure to like actually release and drop um and i think i've done a pretty good job with that uh i've worked with Luke Steen, uh, mm -hmm. Luke Makes Music. We've um, had a few songs together, and he's very locked in on his music. He really likes to take his time and work. Um, very talented artist. He likes to take his time with music and projects, and in the course of him uh, creating these albums, we've done a few songs in the past. He's produced for me a, f a few times, as well as um, he's got on a couple songs, or I've got a got on a couple songs of his and uh he'll be like oh it, ha it needs to be changed it needs to uh be revised uh i don't want the, my name on it whatever and i'm like no bro i'm like i'm gonna post <laughs> y'all are like whatever. polar opposites yeah. oh my god totally. he's such a perfectionist i know luke i know luke really well yeah <laughs> yeah luke's awesome um and it's funny we'll talk a lot and like like you said polar opposites yeah. and we have like we we're actually a lot more similar than we are different and like I don't know if he realizes it or not, but we're always talking about, like, the music. I'm like, bro, you don't understand. I have the same, like, outlook on this as you do. It's just, like, different views, like, slightly, but different perspectives. It's cool, though. Um, and I posted a few songs of ours, and he's like, you just can't put my name on it. And I was like, all right, so if you can find those songs, 
Calabasas is one of them. <laughs> oh no, he's gonna be mad at you now. Nah, <laughs> you're, getting a, you're getting a text, bro. That song's great, and um, just like that, like working with people, um, everybody's got different motives, different ways of doing things. Collaboration can be hard, but I've had only good experiences. I'd say, like, rel- like overall good. Yeah. Um, even if there's like difficulties, like the end products, like more often than not a great thing so yeah i mean there's a lot of talented people around here too like i i feel like i didn't realize it like i I moved here for college right and like i didn't realize it until recently like i think posting my own stuff has helped a lot with people like reaching out and like then just like seeing other things for some reason like once you are putting something out you start to see what other people are putting out too and you respect it a lot more totally like like you see like you're watching videos or you're watching or you're listening to music like you're like wow like they're putting a lot of work into this i respect it you know like you're not as critical almost because you know how much work goes into it yeah it's like well you have to have confidence in the first place to even release anything right and i think that's where a lot of the collaborations come from and like i said ever since i started getting like a little bit of buzz on social media and just content posting um, more people have reached out because they see, well, this guy's got enough confidence to actually like put faith in himself and uh, release content. Um, that means he's doing something right. Or like yeah. at least like able to humiliate himself to uh, present himself in front of the public eye. So yeah, if I see anybody um, making music, making content, releasing content, like it's a dub for them. Yeah, it's so much easier to reach out to people too. Like just to yeah, be it's like, like, oh, I saw yeah. you real. No, <laughs> you comment like dope video. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> like, and then all of a sudden, like they're in your, you're in their DMs, they're in your, you know, and like, oh, all of a sudden, like, okay, I'll work with this dude. Why not? Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's like a lot of like creatives. It's probably not. It's not just here. Like, you know, I did, I did a lot of like music stuff in Raleigh as well. Like, it was there too. Like, I remember this one year everyone decided, all right, we're all going to work together. And everyone like went up (laughs) together and it was awesome to see. Yeah, it's great. And one of my pet peeves is going on uh, in artists' social media. And I know there's a lot of reasons for doing this, but uh, going on there and not seeing any content without, uh, without any content, there's no way of me being able to like discover you. If there's no links to your like music, your content, like no videos, like that's why I try to like put out as much as I can, make it as presentable as possible. Like you go on my Instagram and you're going to see like 50 highlight reels and like everyone's like a video, like all my albums, all my cover art. Like you click on the first video that's pinned and you're like, oh, wow, this guy's making something. Even if I don't like it, it's just like, yeah, you can see what I'm about. I totally agree with you. Like I don't I don't get when like especially smaller artists delete like their whole Instagram. Yeah. Like I, I don't get it. I don't really get it because it like you're not presenting yourself at all. Like you're like you said, like you're not you're not showing people like this is what people are looking on to see. OK, who is this? who's AK? Yeah, like right. there you go. Here's AK. But if you don't have anything like you can't really tell like and people people do not want to click off of Instagram. They don't like yeah. if you can make it so they don't have to perfect like yeah, and then right? they might be inclined to do so and then yeah see, and yeah like, oh what else does this guy have yeah yeah and or whatever it may be yeah that'll be two or three videos right yeah like finally getting down so uh, you talk about like this doing this professional stuff on a local level which i totally agree like you are really putting out you i think you have a correct mindset like i mean this is my mindset as well putting out as much stuff as you can in a professional manner to and keeping it locally at least for now right like 
But then what are the next steps like in building your brand in trying to, you know, make it more than locally? Right. Um, yeah, I, I kind of had a conversation with my dad this morning about this and he's like, well, how do you expect to scale it? Is it scalable? And I'm like, well, of course it's scalable. Um, I can show you examples just like any other artist who has made it in the industry. Uh, me personally, like it's scalable on a lower level. I started with zero followers. I started at point one. I made a random Instagram account called AK Music. It was me and my buddy Tim. It was like both of us together. And I was like following a bunch of random people. Just like, I don't know. I'd go to like um, Suicide Boys and go to their likes. Follow everybody who liked the <laughs> post. I'm like, these are the people I want to like. Because we're going to try and make music like that. Um, I'm like, y'all want music? People are like, who the hell are you? Yeah. <laughs> and like, um, But like, we got better. We got things, uh, music and content that people were able to like uh appreciate or slightly enjoy at least like some fans so i scaled it up from nothing i have i just broke like 6k on instagram and i know like streams don't matter and like whatever but um it is something i got i think just over like half a million streams last year mm -hmm. and like that was kind of like uh right after posting um more video content and stuff like that and uh just scaling it up that way my goal to scale it up um i think these live shows coming up are really gonna do uh quite a bit of they're gonna help me move forward a lot and kind of get me exposed to more of the scene uh i was just on Waterwave tv doing a little uh special for dj low mm -hmm. uh shout out dj low he had me on there and i just went up there performed a few of my songs uh I think it was, I did Venom, Aquila, and Pharaoh Flow. So just, just a few of my songs. Got up there, said a little bit about what I was about. And they're like um, Dinky Town, Minneapolis, like music scene. So that was cool. I got to get my face in front of uh, more local people. And uh, like I said, these shows are going to be great. Uh, I have a lot of, or there's a lot of talented artists um, and their fan bases uh, coming through to the shows and like, Maybe they'll find uh, my music like yeah. good so they can tune in after that. I'm going to try and get more presence in the scene. I have a lot of like, like I don't have very much or local presence, honestly. Like more recently I've been, um, like people have been reaching out here. But like before that, like I was making music uh, with my homie Swisher. He's from Russia. And like <laughs> people just like in different, like a, Fermenta's another Russia producer. He sends me a bunch of beats and just like everything's digital. Like I have a very like long like uh very spider web span over like the globe kind of mm -hmm. um on my fan base and just people I'm tapped into. Even E3, he's in Florida and like that's far from here. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I I don't know how I even came in contact just like the luck of like Instagram explore or whatever it was. And like, I decided like, I was like, Oh, this guy's like making dope beats. I'm going to tap in with him. But, um, I think I got to establish a bigger presence here locally. Like, and that's definitely like more of the face to, um, name thing where mm -hmm. people can see this guy's a real person. And then I think that can, um, strengthen my global presence too. Maybe eventually I'm going to be, I mean, 
uh, ideally I'll be world touring at some point so I can reach out to those people who have been tapped in from day one uh, from Russia. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, next next point, just keep on doing what I'm doing. Um, out of school, I have a lot more free time, so it's gonna be sweet. Um, I'm honestly gonna uh, just go like full force, like making a bunch of content and just like see what I can do with it, see where it takes me. I've yeah. already seen like um, like local scalability, like it's been on an uprising path and even more exponential like recently so hopefully it continues well it's just like putting out as much as you can and seeing what sticks right like yeah totally i mean if you just keep going right like something's gonna work out eventually right um especially because you know you have the ability to grow a fan base um so i'm gonna one more question i'll, I'll ask and then we'll go to like my final questions but um Sweet. uh where where the name ak gray like where where'd that come from <laughs> Uh, so that's my initials, AK, and then Gray. I don't even know, honestly. I just uh, <laughs> my it was my Xbox name. Really? Yeah. Of course, of course. It was like AK Gray seven seven seven, and I was like, it's great rap name, I guess. Yeah. I mean, my homies call me like AK, so like Gray is just the extension of that. Kind of rhymes to AK Gray, and I rap with that. I think it's a great name. Sweet. I mean, <laughs> so, uh, um, and the Xbox names always yeah. get everybody. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, uh, I didn't play many video games, uh, growing up like here and there, but like, I think producing kind of turned into more of my video games. So like yeah. it just translated. I was like, all right, I'll make it great here on the console. I'll make it great here on logic pro. So yeah. works out. Right? I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's like name that rolls off the tongue. So Thank I'll you. ask, what is your favorite album of all time? Oh man, <laughs> uh, favorite album of all time. It's a tough one. Jesus. Wow. Okay. Um, that's just like off top. Just the experimental uh production on that album is unreal. I liked a lot of um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think Jesus makes so much sense for you as like listening to your music like i mean i guess not makes like just like that experimental like yeah digital it, sound yeah everybody hated it too when it dropped i know right yeah and like um people still like love to hate it yeah I feel like. no, they're like this is worse yeah um, yeah but i'm trying to think of what else because like definitely influential i think it's just like stepping out of the barrier of everything i mean my beautiful dark and twisted fantasy was like crazy as well um mm -hmm. county's got a lot of great albums but um like i said like mad villainy was great mf doom i don't know if that's my top i kind of grew out of like i still enjoy mf doom but i feel like uh more like i have a lot more energy now yeah so yeah, like yeah. and it's uh, it's a shame that like a lot of the underground artists uh i grew up listening to never really got like default albums put out um, I'd say Imperial by Denzel Curry. Great album. Is one of my like favorite albums. Uh, like X never really got to like, I mean, he released his albums, but by the time he was re releasing full albums, I feel like he was in a completely different mindset and like style of music. So a yeah, lot of like, like the a SoundCloud era. Yeah. yeah, a lot of the music I grew up listening to like was not re released in that period. Southside Suicide. Um, 
that EP or tape, whatever it was. That was crazy with Puya, Suicide Boys. Love that. Um, let me see. I'm totally forgetting. I guess you you said one. Yeah, I mean no, I mean, you go a few. Do you have like a producer in like influence, like a a producer you try to model yourself after? I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean not not necessarily try to yeah, model yeah, against, yeah. but like there's totally influences. Uh, Ronnie J was like making all that like hard yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, South Florida music, like Chris De Niro was making a lot of that, like super fast, like trap, like it was like 180 BPM, like, and like, I don't know, I, I grew like very in tune with like rapping very fast on like hi-hats, like, I kind of like the bounce, like my homies, like I rap on the 808, like every like kick or every hit, and I'm like, dude, I'm always rapping on a hi-hat, so I'm like, and like, that's just where my flow kind of derives unless I'm, like, trying to be melodic and, like, sing a little more on it. But, yeah, just um, I listen to a lot of, like, old school, like, like Jay Dilla, like, um, Mad Lib, like, type of beats and stuff. I never really got too much. I mean, I, I do sample quite a bit, but not on the level where they're like, on the NPC just, like, yeah. going crazy and, like, I don't know. That's one day. Yeah totally yeah i'm trying to get um definitely trying to lock in and explore with sounds because there's so many influences like i said it's like not just hip-hop whatsoever um and like i just want to take in everything and lock in and then see what i can make and then from the content we produce kind of put them in sections finish them up and then release them that way yeah the problem with that though is like i've always had such a consistent drop schedule mm-hmm. that in order to do that i'm gonna have to take some time so yeah it might be a beneficial thing though my um homies uh, have really been urging me especially luke he's like mm. he's like bro you gotta just like stop, stop. releasing yeah. and like work on your craft and then have something very hard hitting yeah and um totally that's like definitely something i'm trying to look into yeah but also like maybe drop a few singles here and there and, like, yeah i mean like keep, keep it keep it team. alive um, and then my final question, I ask everybody, what is your favorite movie? My favorite movie, um, Scarface. It's, it's classic. Scarface. <laughs> and you got the album after it too. Yeah. Yeah. Scarface is definitely a great movie. When, when did you watch Scarface for the first time? Oh man. I think like, um, I feel like my dad might've been watching it when I was like very young. I didn't watch it up until like high school. Yeah. Like, watched it. I've seen it so many times now. And especially like recently, I was like, all right, I'm making this new album. I got to get in this mode. So I just throw on the like throw movie. Scarface, yeah. I got to kind of encapsulate uh, Tony Montana, Al Pacino as like a character. Try and see if I can get influences in even just like clever lyrics and bars I can throw into the songs that I record. Yeah, that's such a great movie. I mean, I remember. I remember the first time I ever watched it, I was 14 years old, and my, my sister's, it was the weekend of my sister's graduation from college, she's a lot older than me, but, um, and I remember watching Scarface on, it couldn't have been my laptop, I didn't have a laptop at the time, yeah. but someone's laptop, or I, I watched Scarface, and that movie is just like, it's so beautifully done, and like, yeah. it just fits perfectly, and like, because I, I saw it before Goodfellas, which I love oh, yeah. Goodfellas, Goodfellas probably 
Goodfellas, I put up higher than Scarface. I won't lie, but yeah, fair but Scarface, oh, man, um, and Al Pacino is obviously legend. Yeah, I love the story. Just like him getting here, like just trying to make it by any means, and then like I don't know his like the corruption of all the wealth and everything yeah. kind of consumes him. Yeah, and I see myself in him like a little bit. Uh, kind of just like you know, you're like you don't stop, like just like keep on going, whatever. Yeah. Um. But I'm hoping to have enough self control when I reach the top. So that's kind <laughs> yeah. of the vibe. Yeah, not 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 end up like Tony Montana. Exactly. I hope. Um, Extended all right. scene. Yeah. Well, AK, I appreciate it for coming on. Appreciate and, uh, you having me, man. Yeah, it's been super fun. Thank appreciate you. It.